Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast on the power grid. I'm one of your hosts this week, Brian Ted Cruz Daniels. Joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Photon Fortner. And special guest in the hot seat this week is Will, Mr. Nice Guy Hawks. What's going on, fellas? Uh, <laughs> every time you do this, man, every, not now it's good to have Will of motherfucking STT Triple OG. Real solid human being individual i had a lovely con we had a good conversation before the recording you know what i mean um instead of fucking over him like we did shanice shout out shanice uh but now nah, man uh all those good, crazy man. edits great. yeah how are yeah. you doing this morning uh will i'm doing pretty good man just uh taking it easy uh normally i'd be with my wife at the business but uh she's giving me some time off and uh we're gonna take take the uh the puppy to the groomer later Man, even better. Speaking of that, I got to give Minnie a bath later because she smells like utter ass. It is yeah. starting to get that time of the week. I'm ready to get this uh, this Saturday rolling. But this morning we are talking. We've pulled Will in. We've pulled Will in to talk about our top seven favorite or most. How would you phrase this, Will? It was you sent this and it was a fantastic idea. But how would you phrase this? Well, basically, over the years uh, of, of me gaming, um, some of my favorite aspects of it were, you know, finding games that I normally wouldn't play that just totally came out of left field and surprised me, or a game that uh, turned around a franchise for me that I thought was, you know, dead or whatever, and and just, uh, you know, games that that are pleasant surprises, you know. That's what it is, right? It's like a pleasant surprise. It's something that like. I love those games that you find where you've you've either never experienced the franchise before or you've fallen off the franchise and you pop mm -hmm. it in and all of a sudden it's six o'clock in the morning and you've been playing all night and you just cannot. It's one of those where your wife comes in in the morning in the in the game room and you're like, what time is it? Oh, I fucked up. Oh, mm -hmm. I really messed up. That would be how I would describe it. That's some, that's, that's the excellent perspective we're going with this week. So we got some lists for you guys this week, top seven. But before we get to that, if this is your first time listening to us, we're a video game show. We get together every week. We talk about video games. Sometimes we talk about what we've been playing, the news and a round table. Um, and if you want more, skip the tutorial in your life, patreon.com backslash STT pod for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. You get four additional STT episodes. <laughs> every month four stt episodes every month so gentlemen will we get ready to get rolling with our top seven not quite okay will we didn't talk about this before but it's an audible on the play now you get to see how the how the shit gets made but now um if you want you can plug your your business if not you know what i'm saying we'll make sure it, like if you want to just do a link later if you want to keep it up on the cool it's all good just yeah. for the time you know what i'm saying like it's appreciated no, it's all good, man. I don't, I don't uh, you know, we're just a little local dry cleaner kind of thing. It's no big deal, so I'm not, I don't need to really plug that. On the real shit, you are like, this is why you are STT, Triple OG, and forever respected. I promise, man, we got to get some goddamn... Okay, what do you think about the Green Lantern rings or something? Like a ring for yes. Patreons or something? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. yep, yep. All right, all right. Okay. We got to pick bad. our lantern color, to too. That in real quick. Sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. We can make it happen. But yeah, man, I'm ready, man. So, uh, like, shit, Will, kick it off. Your subject. What is your number seven? All right. So my number seven uh, was a game that that I just I did a, a genre I just didn't think that I was going to enjoy. Um, survival horror. I never I had never played a, a survival horror game until I played Dead Space, and Dead Space just knocked it out of the park in terms of um just dreadful feeling like real suspenseful horror um taught basically kind of taught me how to play a survival horror game that limits your resources um you know had interesting enemies i mean it was just a masterful game uh and and two was was really good too uh, i never played the third one but uh 
uh, one and two were just incredible games and just surprised the hell out of me that I would enjoy that kind of game. That is an excellent choice. Dead Space is incredible. It's just mm. absolutely incredible. It's one of those series that like defines my mid twenties to early twenties, like mm. Dead Space and Bioshock for sure. Engaging storyline, you know, all that. Absolutely. I respect people that run through that game because that is a game I must admit, like I feel like a pussy because over time, like I and like the difficulty level, I was like, oh man, this is kind of creepy. This is yeah. I, I'm gonna go play some 2K like a. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna turn this off. Go great, play some 2K. No, but it's an amazing fucking game. It's a great way to start the list. In fact, I mean, let let me just go ahead and keep it pushing, man. Um, yeah, my number seven, uh, Gears of War. I just didn't expect it to be what it ended up turning out to be for me in this entire franchise, like from here to now. I'm actually looking forward to what they do in the future. Uh, it's kind of an easy one on my list because I mean it's just a fun game. It wasn't. It shouldn't have. It sh- maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise because it had machine gun with chainsaws on it. But a lot of those games go real sideways and never really turn out, pan out to be what they are. I also wasn't sure how I was going to feel about like that cover base uh shooting mechanic and how they were gonna work that out but it's literally still one of my favorite franchises i'm just surprised on how much uh i enjoy that game uh and and it made me feel empowered enough to where i did not pussy out on it but it it was good like i keep going back to dead pigs face that was a great motherfucking way to start the list that's an excellent game but that's my number seven man we can move it along absolutely my number seven is a co-op game came out in 2018 from Joseph Ferris. If you know Joseph Ferris, he was the developer of Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which was, I, I I enjoyed it enough when I played it, but it wasn't one of those that stuck in my memory like everybody else. So yeah. when this game came out, I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it, but it was a way out. And this game was absolutely incredible for co-op experience. Me and Todd played it together a little bit, and then me and my wife played it together. And it's just this kind of incredible cinematic experience and storytelling. And just, I didn't know, I didn't know what to think about this when it first came out. And I didn't have any interest in it outside of just, ah, let me give it a try. And then me and my wife stayed up all night one night beating the game. Um, and that's when I know it was a great game when it engaged me and it engaged my wife who plays video games, but not as much as I do. And then we were just sitting there talking about the story the next day and how much we enjoyed it. So my number seven is a way out from Joseph Ferris. If you still haven't played it or finished it, Todd, me and you need to jump back on that. That, that, that story, you, that story's crazy good. I'm not crazy going back good. to prison, B. I'm not going back Fair. to prison, bro. Like, if Fair. you want to talk about a creepy-ass game, I'd rather play Dead Space for 72 hours straight than play that prison game. <laughs> not going to Angola with you. And then with you, with all the fart and dick jokes I already told you about the, the goat, the, the TMC, the most cocks of all time. That's not nightmares. Not nightmares. nightmares. I'm, just, I'm just being extra for no reason. I felt like it was time to put a fart and dick joke up in the motherfucking scene, man. But, um... Yeah. So well, where are we at? Number, number six. six. Number six. Number Wills, six. what's yeah. your number six? Man, my number six is Journey. Journey's so good. So, so um, good. this, you know, <clears throat> this was back on PS3 when they had that big indie game push. You know, that was the golden age of, of indie games on, on PlayStation. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I never thought that I would enjoy uh, a game like Journey, the, the solitude of it. The, uh, you know, it just, uh, I don't know, it, it seemed a little, I don't know, just odd to me. Yeah. And I, I kept hearing people just rave about it. And I was like, all right, well, let me give it a shot. And and damn right, when I played it, I was just like, this is compelling. You know what I mean? This is incredible. Um, it, it just came out of nowhere. Uh, and, and, uh, it, it definitely became one of my favorite gaming experiences I ever had. It, it's when it comes to gaming, it's hard to, um, you know, pull emotion out of me. I, I don't normally feel a certain type of way when I'm gaming, but, uh, I'll be damned if, uh, I didn't get, you know, teary eyed towards the end of journey. It was just a, a moving experience. It's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful yeah. game. Beautiful. Everything about that game kind of came out of nowhere. And just with the way it's rated now and people look back on it fondly, it deserves all the praise and all the critical acclaim that it did receive. For sure. Sure. It's timeless. 
Absolutely. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Girl, I love having real gamers on that have that synergy. She needs made that suggestion as far as just like a meditative, like healthy game to play. I think it was that, and it was like Ab- Abs. Abzu. Uh, so like you know, there's that connection there. I fucked with it a little bit, but I never got a. I never. That's another one. Got to fuck with it. So, uh, but leading into it, I think my number six is uh, it's a little bit of recency bias. I just talked about this game last week, but it's actually a Immortal Phoenix Rising. Simply, Fantastic, um, it's a more unique experience than I expected. It's similar to Genshin Impact, the the weird, you know, free to play game that's addictive. It's similar to Zelda Breath of the Wild, but it's the Assassin's Creed elements that brings it in that makes it different in just the overall quality, the good narrative, the, and it's just a lot of fun. And just the fact that they were able to create another fucking Greek mythology game that is capturing my attention that's real healthy. So, you know, while it's Call of Duty going on, I can have a reason to pull my Switch out. Even though I'm still not sure if I should have got it on PC, but I'm still, like, I'm, like, ang- angrily chugging through Valhalla on PC outside of my 2K addiction on PS4. So, yeah, Immortal Phoenix Rising is, has been a grand surprise during this time. That is my number six, sir. I'm just imagining you angry playing Valhalla right now. Just That's, that's kind of a way to play it, though. You need brutality a little <laughs> bit. I love. I really love that game, man. It's fantastic uh, as far as the the ratings and stuff like that. I need to get on it. I've got it on PC. I still need to. I still need to download it and play it. It's, it's incredible. You don't have time, bro. Oh, time. only so much time during the day. Yeah. My number six is a racing game because I've never. I look basically until this game came out. I hadn't played racing games until uh, Cruising USA in the arcades, which may get some attention next week. Uh, but it's Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon just shocked the crap out of me. I think it ended up on my top seven of the year in 2018. Uh, just because of how incredibly well done the experience, the driving between races, the radio was integrated, all of the, the, the graphics, the looks, the feel of the cars, just how far racing games have come. This was one of the only games that have made me think, damn, I need a steering wheel and some pedals to play this game properly and i i almost bought it just for this game but i didn't and now i'm kind of regretting that uh but forza horizon i talk about it now and it makes me want to jump back on it it just i've never been a fan of the racing games or some of the competitive sports games but this one kind of unlocked that side for me um just a beautiful game too just absolutely gorgeous on xbox on pc one of those experiences I will forever, forever keep coming back to. I've got it downloaded on Xbox and PC, and I still launch it probably once every couple of weeks, and I play around for a couple hours. So I call bullshit, but that is a great no, motherfucking game. That is a great game. It's that a reason a to turn on my Xbox. <laughs> I, that's why I call bullshit. Bro, it's that's one of my reasons. Right there. That's what it is. <laughs> Nobody turns on their Xbox. Whatever. I still turn on my Xbox. For that and Kingdoms of Amalur. I just pissed somebody <laughs> off that I was turning on their Xbox. That's true. I'm <laughs> turning on my Xbox right now, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm doing this right now. That was my number six, though. Will, what is your number five? Um, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, that's, you know, that's why I kind of came up with this topic and a, and a big reason why I love the tribe is because all those games that y'all have mentioned thus far, I haven't played yet, and and those I'm sure will be surprising games. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, so so that's that's kind of you know why I really love to try. But anyway, uh, my number five is uh, NBA 2K11. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> I I had never really played a, ba- a basketball game except for NBA Jam, which was the shit. Um, and uh, I, I, I was like, man, I, I've never really been into sports games really that much. Um, you know, I liked NBA Jam. Let me get NBA 2K11. That's when I picked it up. You know what I mean? Um, was uh, was that time? And, and it just it hit, man. It, it was I played uh, I played as the Celtics did a whole season as the Celtics. I think I was unbeaten. Um, you could unlock shoes and you could apply those shoes to your players. They gave them like, you know, stat boosts and stuff. And, and, you know, 
I was just killing it with Ray Allen, just sinking threes like it was going out of style. It was nuts. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was so fun. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. 2K11 is one of the greatest fucking basketball games, in my humble opinion, of Absolutely. all time. Jordan covered 2K11. Like, kids that don't understand a decade ago that fucking 2K existed, and it was a whole era of motherfuckers that started before you with this shit. That is when that shit really popped off. As far as basketball simulation, as somebody loves basketball at his core, yeah, bro, like, <laughs> great fucking choice. Fucking... Thank you. Talking about the tribe, yeah, man. I, we can have a whole, we might have to have a whole episode just about that game, so people can have a real appreciation of what they did. Like that's just as a gamer, that, that's a perfect example. As a gamer, you have to respect that game for what they did as far as basketball simulation. Like I might not be a, a huge soccer fan, but I could appreciate a good FIFA game. I might not know anything about what's going on in hockey, but I could appreciate appreciate a good hockey game. Two K Eleven is probably, arguably, my humble opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little high right now, but I would, I'll be able to defend this the greatest basketball game of all time. Oh, yeah. Of what, yeah. Masterful. Yeah. Yeah. Great choice. My, I, sorry. No, thank Go ahead. you. Yeah, no, no. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Kitty's <laughs> <laughs> <is> an ass. <laughs> it's what brings the world together. Indeed. It's your turn, number five. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I, I lost my whole turn. Two K eleven ends it. I don't even want. Okay, no. I, okay, now nah, he did something like great and brought shit together, and I literally put this on my list just to fuck with you, B. Maybe it's an underlying issue I'm having with you, but Maybe it's Mass so. Effect, the franchise. I'm gonna play it this okay. year. Just like you won't give me back. Yeah, front two. And stop Armageddon from coming upon our great nation. Bro. Watch this happen where the day I drop off Battlefront 2 is the day everything starts to turn around. Nah, but all jokes aside, though, Mass Effect 2, I will forever say, forever, is just literally one of my favorite games as far as RPG games in general. And just how it's going to happen for the next 10 to 20 years, narratively, emotional connection to a video game that is still in my top kind of game. And it surprises me to this day how much I got, how much I loved it I, I, from the very beginning. Even though if you go back to like a Mass Effect 1, I'm, I'm looking forward to how they upgraded it. It didn't age well. It wasn't like the technically greatest game of all time, but the way they pulled it together was amazing. So, yeah, it's got to be on almost any one of my lists, but especially this type of list, i got to have it uh, on here. Um, it's a little bit lower because, you know, it really... Shouldn't be a surprise at this point, but I, it was. <laughs> and I need you to play the game. I'm I going need to sit down, and not play anything else, and play that game one week. I promise. I w- I'm going to. I'm going to. It'll get some. It'll get some uh, argument from uh, Monster Hunter Rise when that comes out. But yes, I will. I will. Look, man. No, no. Well, is is Monster, Monster Hunter Rise is the newest game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's coming out on Switch. Come out in March. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. My number five. All I wanted was a Mario game for Christmas when I was a fat little kid waking up and I got a GameCube and I was very disappointed when Luigi's Mansion was the game that I got with the GameCube because I didn't want anything with Luigi. I didn't want anything to do with Luigi. And then I played Luigi's Mansion and it's just one of the, it's still with me to this, one of my favorite games of all time. I will say this, Luigi's Mansion in my personal opinion, is better than any Mario game that's ever come out. I love Luigi's Mansion. And I love the entire series. All the way up until last year with Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch, or 2018. Was that 2018, 2019? I want to say it's 2019. 2019? It's just one of those series that I... it, It hits every part of my brain with the puzzles... And the ghosts and the the combat puzzles and the horror elements, especially the first one. I don't think they've topped the first one yet, but Luigi's Mansion for me will always be in my memory as one of those games that I hated when I first saw it. Opened it up, didn't want anything to do with it, didn't didn't want to play it, but it was the only game I had on the GameCube. Popped it in and just absolutely fell in love with it. 
It's still one of my favorite games of all time. I remember that, bro. Like, did, what are you talking about? Some weird goo or some shit? Like, yes. being weird after that. Like, the giddy excitement that you had on your face when you played that game. I remember. It was I remember so good. Now. Luigi's Mansion 3 is so good. It reminds me of the look on your face when we went to go to Best Buy to pick up uh, Kirby. 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 Except you were, like, happier. <laughs> yes, yes. I was way happier about Luigi's Mansion. When you could create a cologne of yourself in three with the goo, you basically pooped out a, a version of yourself, and it was fantastic. I stand by Luigi's Mansion yeah, sure. 3. something to do with doo-doo or something. And I think it might have been uh, talking about fucking Soldier Boy or something. Soldier Boy was probably in the conversation at the time for the Soldier Boy system. Oh my god, that piece of shit system, dude. <laughs> that was the devil's work. That was the devil's work. It was. That was a cash grab, and there's nothing else to it, man. It yeah. Was, oh. I mean, he's he's in prison now. Probably being the the goat of the most cocks of all time. Doing Shout the soldier boy. Eighteen spree. Y'all. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, what what number were we on number four? Number four. Yes, yes. Will, what's your number four? I, uh, gentlemen, I just have to say both of those choices were incredible. I played, you know, the Mass Effect series. I played, um, you know, Luigi's Mansion. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, those were great choices. So thank you, sir. Uh, but uh, my number four is Catherine. Catherine's so uh, good. So, you know, what a like weird said, ass I game. Yeah, I, I lived in, in uh, you know, Okinawa for five and a half years. Um, I traveled all around, you know, Southeast Asia. And, and you know, I, I like anime. I like my, you know, but but I'm not the weebiest weeb of the weebs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not too bad. So, but I had never played a game like Catherine before, um, except for like maybe Cuber. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the arcades or whatever. And it just had that light, you know, anime manga storyline kind of thing. Um, it wasn't overbearing or, or, you know, too sluggish. It was adult themed. Um, it wasn't, you know, you're okay. It's a bunch of high school kids, you know what I mean? Kind of trope, um, from your, from your anime and, and manga series, you know, it, it, it was, uh, it was cool. It was intriguing. Um, you know, you'd hang out at the bar and have drinks, and then at night you'd go to sleep and you'd have these nightmares about, you know, the other woman. And, you know, you, the gameplay was like Qbert, and it was just so out there. And it was just like, man, what the hell is this? But it's, it's fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> it just hit. I don't know why. I mean, Please, dude, like, I know how much you love this game. I, I never fucked with it. Please, okay. Will just described it in the perfect way. It is the most, like, adult version of Qbert you can think of. And it's it's the b most bizarre, like, narrative and the dream states and the other woman. Like, and the full body experience just adds on to that in a way that it shouldn't have. But it, we needed. It's one of those games that's like, it's such hard to describe to people until you play it exactly what you're in for. Because mm -hmm. it is, it's got some bizarrely adult themes and like just the sexual nature of it mixed with Qbert. It is, it's sexualized Qbert. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's the sexualized Qbert. That's basically how you could describe it. It's the That's best. dope. I so never like, thought about calling I'm it like Hubert until Will said that, and I was like, "That is the perfect description of what Catherine is." Does uh, it? What does it make you smile like you smile when you saw Night Trap in Austin? Yes, like the hard disc version. Okay. Yes, it's just okay. such a weird like niche game too. It's made for nobody. To be real honest, it's not made for people, and it's, for some reason, it works. See, what was that, Will? It's a cult hit. Yeah, it's 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 one of those that it's it is a cult classic. It's a niche game, and it is the nichiest. Of, if if Monster Hunter is a niche game, Catherine takes it a step further because it mixes people who love video games and arcade classics, and f for people who like the adult stories on Steam that are available. <laughs> like, that's that's kind, dope. That's kind that's of the dope. way to put it. It's a weird man. game. So say it's booty. I'm not a big puzzle gamer, but that ge that game got me, you know. Okay. Well, okay. that's the other thing too, like that is so amazing about that game for being as niche and as strange as it is. It's actually rather difficult when you get in the later game. 
Like it becomes yeah. more and more challenging. Hard. Yeah, like yes, hard. It it it, it delivers the, the difficulty. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not, you know, crushingly difficult, but yeah. it's you know, it's, it's harder. It's surprisingly difficult. Which I'll is... let Will fool y'all. We can tell he has a high IQ. We can tell. We can tell it's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> There is some things in that game, though, that just... It's like when you play Persona and you try to explain the monsters or the, the things in Persona to people. And it's like, well, it's like a giant penis riding in a chariot. And <laughs> you just... Like, people were going to look at you like you're crazy. And Catherine's so good. <laughs> I need to go back and play that again, too. Yeah, I mean... this is. Didn't they put that on on the Switch? They need to if they haven't already. I mean, it's, it's it's perfect for the Switch. It really is. It really is. It's like some of those some of those like Will was saying though. It's like the difficulty spikes are somewhat surprising at times, where you're just like, that doesn't make sense. But I love this. Todd, what is your number four? I've referenced this game so many times, but it does feel perfect for this list, uh, and that would be Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs is so good. Hong Kong based game. Like I always have to get. I had to re-download on Steam as soon as I got my new little laptop or whatever I had. Um, probably one of the only like police officer games that I only like. I feel I don't, it's just really well done. It's not the greatest game as far as like when you hop on a vehicle. It it kind of felt like almost Watchdog One shitty when I first mm-hmm. dealt with that portion of the game. But as far as like the GTA vibe, and you get to like you get to do the kung fu, the combat, and it's, it's got yeah. Like, yeah, the combat, and it feels like it's got a proper kind of yakuza story. Right. It's not disrespectful to the culture, but then he, a, you're a police officer, you feel that dichotomy that's associated with it. It's and it just still stands up as far as um, you know how it the art design is just a beautiful fucking game. The combat still like I went back and played it again recently. Like the the fucking fighting in there is fun, and the and the like the actual shooting is is good enough. But uh, but yeah, surprising games like I didn't really expect it to still be one of my favorite games. Really, just pound for pound, like that and Batman is something I always have to re-download type shit. Uh, yeah, Sleeping Dogs, <coughs> my my number four. That's an Rachel. excellent choice, man. That's- I agree. One of my favorites of all time, too, for the combat alone, the city nightscape, especially something about that game when it was nighttime and just how beautiful they made that city. And just we talk about this all the time, the water elements when it would rain and it was just like the streets were slick and it was reflective. Gizmo, no. Um, Just excellent choice, Todd. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and just Cat the Academy is on the Switch. Thank you. It is. Go ahead. (laughs) I know what I'm going to buy tonight. I'm gonna replay Catherine on the Switch. What water, motherfucker? A generator? No, I've got. Your I've got those. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. What's, what's what's your number? Uh... My number four is Judgment. Judgment. I never played a Yakuza game before this, and Judgment is an offshoot of the Yakuza series. Mm-hmm. And it just was this incredible experience. And all I'd heard about Yakuza was how, while it's a popular series, you know, it did speak kind of to a niche crowd because of some of the like smaller elements, such as the mini games and the way you leveled up and the different systems that you could engage with. And this absolutely blew my mind. Judgment blew my mind with how incredibly deep the combat system was, how difficult it actually did get to the difficulty level with the fights and you know when you're actually in those combat scenarios and how much more and where the story went like it tells these and this is something that is i now know is part of the yak as a series is how deep and intertwined those stories become and how many different threads they follow um it was one of my favorite stories from 2018 i think 2018 2019 it's one of my favorite stories from uh recent years it's got incredible combat, incredible characters. It's hilarious and inappropriate, and at the same time, can like pull some type of emotion from you, which is Yakuza in a nutshell. Like just the most insane features in a game that's supposed to be grounded in reality, and then just becomes, you know, all of a sudden and on a turn, 
It'll become an emotional story between friends. And I love that game. I absolutely love that game. Um, just like Yak is a Like a Dragon from last year. One of those incredible experiences. Judgment, I still stand by, is a game that if you haven't played Yakuza, this would be a good introductory point to that series um, for modern generations. So definitely worth a check out. Uh, my number four is Judgment. Will, what is your number three, sir? Uh, my number three is, uh, I believe it's it's now my, my favorite game of all time, and uh, that is Bloodborne. Cool. That's um, a good one. I am. Thank you. Uh, I I believe it was around around the time the the you know the the Dark Souls thing was starting to become popular and every and all that. I um I first checked out I think it was Demon Souls because that you know that came out I believe first um, unless I'm mistaken about that. I believe uh, but, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. So I checked out Demon Souls. It was too slow for me to you know too clunky kind of. Um, and, and on add to that, it, you know, it was extremely difficult. So I was like, nah, you know, I, I just don't have time for this. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't until Bloodborne came out and I, I saw that it had those same, that same kind of, you know, uh, it was, it was dark, it was dark souls, but it was more, you know, kinetic and, and, you know, it was more attack versus defend and, and parry and all that kind of stuff. It, it, you know, it was, um, uh, you know, uh, the Victorian era kind of, you know, the, the, the setting, just ev- everything about it was, was incredible. And I, and I it, it just came out of nowhere and hooked me. And after that, it was all downhill. I mean, I, I played the, the soul series. I played, um, you know, secular, all that, you know what I mean? It, it just, uh, it, it, it hooked me. That's an incredible, to play Bloodborne for the first time would be, again, just to get that experience back, to play any of those Souls games again for the first time, especially Bloodborne or Sekiro. Um, yeah. And I like how they continued the tradition, or what they started with Bloodborne, with the, like you brought up a good point about the attack versus the defense. And in Sekiro, where it's kind of this amazing balance of you're attacking to defend. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're you learning the parry system as you go through that game. Um, that's incredible, man. Like, I I don't ever think about Bloodborne being a surprise because by that point, most people would play the Dark Souls. But I could see it where if you started with Demon Souls, like Demon Souls was very clunky when it first came out and slow moving. And I'm interested in playing that remake of it. Like... I want that mm-hmm. PS5 yeah. for that remake specifically. Right yeah. now, that and Ratchet and Clank when it comes out. Excited. Right. Excited. Dope choice. Dope choice. Uh, I know that. I mean, man, I'm such a that's pussy level. Uh, it's, it's pretty high. That's what we meet with that too. You know what I'm saying? Second World, Human Souls, Bloodborne. It's just like, man, not even. And that's not. That's just like fear of getting like my ass beat over and over again and throwing my controller through my window because I fucking need to work on myself. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just I respect the grind. I respect the hustle. That's dope. Also be judgment. Man, boats and holes, bro. Because I was game. gonna ask you as for like sleeping dogs is my shit. I said and played judgment. You've been telling me to play that shit. But I was like I was hoping that you would get into it and you, you hit the track running. Still worth yeah, it man. today. Still worth it today. Judgment, right? But yeah, great choices, gentlemen. That's uh, what I wanted to state as well. Keep the list going. But uh, my number three, I thought I only had five. I thought I had five franchises and two single games, but it's really four and three. And the other one is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, you can talk. Fair enough, Cyberpunk. We've talked it to death over the last uh, couple months. My number three is a game that shocked the crap out of me, mostly because the internet took a love to it, and it seemed like it was younger folks on the internet who loved this game, and I typically wouldn't agree sometimes with the crazy internet culture. Um, they actually voted it out on Game FAQs. It became the number one game of all time, uh, beating out A Link to the Past on the community vote. My number three is Undertale. I had zero expectations for Undertale going into this game. I didn't. I said, "What an RPG where you go in and you you purposely are tr- not trying to kill things." It just doesn't make sense to me. I didn't. I didn't understand until I played it, 
one day, it was the day after Christmas, and I loaded it up, and I sat there, and I played it for six hours straight until I beat the game, and I understood what people were trying to get at. Toby Fox crafted a beautiful story that is a great throwback to the 16-bit era with incredible music and incredible combat system that is not like a typical RPG combat system where your job is to talk your way out of every battle. You are to not kill anything. That is the perfect ending. And it was beautifully told and emotional. Like you talked about it earlier, Will, where you don't get emotional with games. I, on the other hand, I, I get emotional with everything. Uh, movies, video games, books. It just brings it out of me. But Undertale hit me in a way that was really hard to explain where I, I you know, it was, it was at a time, it was 2014, 2015. The world seemed kind of crazy. We were heading in this bizarre direction. People were always screaming on the internet at each other. And here comes this wonderfully beautiful, like, fantasy RPG game where your whole job is to talk people down off the ledge. And talk people to talk these monsters and creatures to not harm you and to show people that even despite our differences, we can all come together and be friends and solve these issues that we are having. It just, it's, it sticks with me to this day as one of my favorite gaming experiences of all time. In fact, it was when Bill was still alive, he came over that afternoon and I forced him to sit down and play through it as well. And we sit there. So I played through it twice in one day, once by myself and then once watching Bill play through it. It's just a beautiful memory that sticks with me. So Undertale is my number three. Nice. Man, I got a weird undertone today, man. I, I love you, Brent. Brent B. I love you, B. <laughs> love you too, man. I love the tribe, man. But it was just like the more you started talking, the more it was sounding like Bohemian Grove. <laughs> Bohemian Grove. Like buffoonery. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's what's up, man. It's good though. Like that's that's dope. Yeah, Will. What is your number two, sir? Well, uh, my number two is uh, Waka Melee. What? Okay. There's rare that I don't uh, like. I hear a video game title that I'm not sure of or I don't know. What is this name? Guacamelee. I thought you said Guacamelee. Oh yeah, Guacamelee. I have played. Yes. Okay. I was like, what is Guacamelee? Is this like a fighting game? But Guacamelee. Okay. Keep going. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, so basically, it's it's uh, you know I, I'm I do like platformer games. Um, you know, I grew up playing the Mario's and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, it just, I don't know. It was, it was during that, you know, like I said, that, that time where indie games were, were just great on, on the PlayStation three. And it, you know, for a long time, I considered indie games just to kind of be lesser games. You know what I mean? Just not something that that's really worth my time if it wasn't a triple A game kind of thing. And, and, um, I just I that was another one where I kept uh, I kept hearing people rave about it and um, you know it was the imagery was so cool you know the artwork had that um, you know Central South American you know kind of kind of an aspect to it um, the luchador you know wrestling masks and it's not just a platformer but it's also you know you're fighting and your fighting moves are incorporated into your movement. And uh, you're, you know, you're switching between realms to overcome environmental puzzles while you're doing the uh, the platforming. Um, you know, just uh, I guess you could say it's just a cute game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's and it's it, it's an incredible platformer, and and it it uh, you know kind of gradually ramps up in difficulty, and and uh, it just you know um, there were some really difficult aspects to it but once you overcame it it, it kind of had that you know reward to it where you're like man i finally got through that you know what i mean for sure man guacamelee is just an incredible incredible like that was one of those games that i wanted to go back and finish and play the sequel like i played it when it came through the playstation uh playstation plus when it was free on that and i played it for about 10 or 11 hours and i always wanted to go back to it um did you play the sequel to it, Will? Um, I, I'm actually currently playing it on my Switch. How do you like it, the sequel? Uh, it's it's just as good, if not better. That's okay. That's what's up. Okay, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sit down and that's going on the list in 2021 of 
those uh I'm trying to adopt the the mantra of you know patient gaming and enjoying the games that we have instead of building a backlog so that along with uh, persona 4 golden is on my list of games to beat at some point this year so guacamelee you have officially made the list thank you for that suggestion will um sure. especially because i love that 2d side scrolling and does it have let me let me make sure that i'm remembering this right does it have some kind of like metroidvania elements to it as well yeah. okay favorite one of my favorite genres of games between Hollow Knight and Carrion and all those games. So I'm definitely going back to Guacamelee. And you're right, the art style, absolutely gorgeous. And to play as a luchador, yeah. come on. What else do I want? I grew up loving Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, oh. For sure. So, like, time to get back into this game. Do you know Man. what? Sorry, do you know what ECW is? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm a okay. huge right. wrestling fan. So, yes. Yeah. So. ECW, AEW, um, even modern WWE stuff. Like I like, uh, rings of honor, stuff like that. So, uh, secret, see, secret thing that brought me and my wife together in 2014 was watching the, watching the, uh, WWE. We got into it real, real hardcore and mm. we were, we'd literally watch raw SmackDown and every pay-per-view event for probably two years straight. So it just, we fell out when Roman Reigns started to started to be pushed, and we didn't we didn't care for Roman Reigns as much back then. But R.I.P. not R.I.P. He's still alive. He survived cancer. Anyway, moving on. I'm not gonna laugh at that. Todd, what is your number two? Man, real quick, want to say thank you for holding it down. I'm doing my normal, you know, CPT thing. Man, the Jehovah's Witness was knocking on the door like the fucking feds, and I told you I'm a little bit on a level. So I was, what the fuck is going on? We on high alert. You know what I'm saying? Shit is freezing and y'all knocking on the door like the feds, like, hey, hey, how's it going, brother? I love you, brother. Look, sir, I'm trying to record the show. We're doing some stuff. Would you so please thank y'all leave? For holding it down. They wear masks, at least. Of course not. Of course not, bro. Oh, of course you. not. Of course. Of course. This is look, look, we just want to let you know we love you, brother. Look, we, we love giving bag bag. Give me 50 feet. Give me 50 feet. Trying to record feet. a show. But anyway, bro, so thank y'all for holding it down and being professional. Uh, guacamole. <laughs> what I'm about to look. I know since I had to look into it, but that was a, that was a good choice. Uh, I f- appreciate you holding it down in the wrestling thing, man. I just wanted to talk. Did you see the shit where Bow Wow is training to be a wrestler? Yes. That shit tickled me, bro. He's too small. That shit. That shit, I mean, it's just he's trying. That's that relevancy, and I always like to say R.I.P. Junkyard, uh, dog, man. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Junkyard. Up with hope. Uh, but there's uh, <laughs> a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm half baked now. Cause oh, I hope. miss but, junkyard uh, dog. But yeah, all that's going on, the division, the global warming shit that apparently is happening, pandemics is of a sort. I always bring come back to this game as well with these lists, and it's just uh, Age of Empires is probably a guy complex. Still my favorite. Still, still holding it down until something knocks it off the list. It's my favorite RTS. And that's the thing, it's still holding on. The first time I ever played it, I was surprised that I played that game prior. I don't I I don't know how many hours straight I played that game the first time I played that game. Like in a stretch. Like I died a bunch of times initially, but in a stretch of just continually playing a game, that's probably the game I'm shameful to admit how long I played that game straight. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even grow a mustache probably when it started. By the time I came out of a little dirty, dingy stank room in, in uh, a trailer in college. Probably had a mustache looking all crazy and shit. <laughs> um, it was that amount of time. So, yeah, Age of Empires is still free on Xbox Game Pass, and I'm going to continue to preach that game as a good, healthy RTS that I love to enjoy every time I get to play it. Uh, but it was the biggest surprise, too, for sure. I'll see it. Absolutely. Age of Empires was one of those that was like, that came along where it was like Age of Empires 2 and Command and Conquer was real big, and RTSs were still in their kind of heyday. And Age of Empires 2 was an incredible experience. I know you've talked about a lot about that one, and it's just, it still holds up. It still holds up. Uh, my number two is a first time in a series that I played this, this series. Uh, makes me want to go back and play the other ones. It's from last year on my top seven, Wasteland 3. Wasteland 3, still thinking about that game. Still, 
like wanting to go back and do another run on that game, make different choices and different decisions and different builds. And, and it was one of those where I first started playing it. And this is how I know it deserved to be on this list was the first hour or so. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep up with this. And then it was seven hours later. And then every night it was five, six, seven hours later where I'm like, just one more turn, just one more mission. Just let me go do this one last thing. Let me go, you know, try to explore the wasteland a little bit farther. And like, it was an incredible experience. Wasteland three, first time playing that series, highly recommended. If you haven't played it, um, I definitely would recommend it on computer. If that's your option. Um, I'm not sure how it would preferably play on something like an Xbox controller. Um, but definitely worth the pickup wasteland three incredible story, incredible choices, environment and combat. So my number two. Will, we're here. We're at the number one. What is yep. your number one most surprising video game or series of all time? Well, right before I say that, um, in the same vein as, as y'all's last two choices, I will say on my honorable mentions, I have XCOM and I have Jurassic World Evolution. So, fucking, yeah. Um, uh, XCOM came out of nowhere. I haven't played it myself, but I played it with a friend, so that's kind of why it's in my honorable mentions, and I know that I'm going to enjoy playing it when I get to it. And then Jurassic World Evolution and the fact that, you know, it's like Todd was saying, you know, the the kind of Civ stuff, you know, I had never played a game like that before, and it was just like, oh, that's tight. You know what I mean? It just clicked. And a recommendation if you haven't played it, if you enjoy XCOM, is the yeah. Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one okay. definitely kind of a surprising one for me on my honorables. Well, we already became best friends. You are like you don't even know. Uh, I, I, we already became like you're just it is what it is. So that's what that is. Jurassic Brian, did you download yes. Jurassic? Uh, yes, what? I did. Okay, so you got yes, I thank did. you. Yes. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I recommend okay. you recommended it and I downloaded it. And I'm like, let me do this. That was a great right. that was a good thing. Yeah. Sorry, man. I go. You can do the honors. You can do the honors, bro. I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll stop fucking with Brian. Number one. So number one, and uh, I dedicate this number one to Todd because it's uh, AC Valhalla. Um. So I, you know, I was I was crazy about uh, Black Flag, um, and and that that was the one that stuck out for me. And then after that. Nothing else was hitting for me. I was like, okay, this is just, I'm done with this franchise. Um, it seemed like they were just, you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of shitting out stuff. And then um, I just, you know, Todd kept talking about AC Valhalla. And, uh, you know, this this guy at work that, that I work with started talking about it. And it just sounded so interesting and it sounded um, like they're, you know, they're making those, those improvements and, and I, I started playing it and it just hooked me and it's a time suck game. Like, like you're saying, man, it just, bam, eight hours later, you know, you're on the couch and it's like, you know, five in the morning. So it, you know, it's, it's got a compelling story. The gameplay is not janky anymore. You can climb everything. You can, you know, run everywhere. You can take a horse or a deer or whatever the hell else you're riding. You know what I mean? And, and it's got the fantasy elements there. It's got the real, reality elements there. It, it's just, it's awesome. Look, man, I'm glad you said it. Hopefully that'll help double it up, too, because sometimes, you know, I, I, I can see how I could get tuned out in a way, too. But uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is dope, bro. And I'm a I'm a Assassin's Creed fan, so it's kind of hard. Like you know, you're biased a little bit, right? Right. But Valhalla in particular, I'm wouldn't I'm not bullshit, man. I fucking love all the aspects that you already described. I'm particularly a fan of Origins because I feel like it was just the it was the origin of the start of the new way that they were going to start developing Assassin's Creed. And mm -hmm. I gave him more of a benefit of the doubt. Plus, it was in Egypt, so I'm going to just feel a connection to that. The the alligators and such, I just thought was kind of crazy. And then mm -hmm. they had the Final Fantasy sword in that bitch. The uh, Buster sword in that hole. Shit like that. But as far as, like, the technical aspects of it where it failed, as far as some of the, the, the just spread out areas that just had nothing in them, and then you go to Odyssey, and Odyssey just wasn't hitting for me. Valhalla 
it, it's just fire to me. It's fire. It just takes forever. So that I think that's a great surprise because that actually surprised me as well. Could have been a hit or miss. That's a great fucking surprise game. Number one. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and stop gushing over that. Get my number one knocked out. Uh, oh yeah. Before I do that, let me shout out to Brian. This is this what I almost forgot to say. Uh, I do remember with your number two that it's probably one of the most angry I've ever heard. <laughs> like you call, literally called me about a fucking video game, and like it was like not a random time, like seven thirty-seven in the day at night, and he's what the fuck playing Wastelands three. And like, what happened, bro? What happened with that? I got a grain breaking error and I had to go back to my last save where it basically locked me in a room behind a invisible wall and I couldn't go to the boss fight. And then they patched it that day. So I got to go back to my last save and beat it, which is the only reason it ended up on my top seven that year. Had it been Mm -hmm. a game breaking bug that hadn't been patched, I would not have even gone back. I almost uninstalled it immediately. Because I got so mad, pissed. bro. You Forty that, that, hours that. into that game, and I get locked before the final boss fight. I was so pissed off, but they fixed it. Thank God. So I can recommend it now because they've done all the patchwork that they need to do on that game. So I, I love the redemption sword. All right, my number one Ratchet and Clank Point Blank period is franchise. My number Incredible. one most surprising, enjoying fucking games. Like I played. What was I, I should have wrote this down. Anyway, the reason why it's my number one is surprising because it also ties back to what we're talking about. I haven't been pressing the PS5. I'm not really want to worry about you know getting it. It's not a big deal. I'm actually really glad I'm able to work through my backlog. I don't have enough time to get through Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my little computer setup. But when Ratchet and Clank comes out on PS5, I want my PS5. So I hope that Sony gets their shit together and the bots and everything else and it becomes reasonable around that time. They have some kind of They have a plan for this to know that, okay, we got to get our shit together just to make it easier to where it's not. It's like creating a whole subculture with the fucking, you know, lack of being able to get a PlayStation now with just content creation. So uh, that was another reason why I was thinking about Ratchet and Clank. But that was my most number one game as far as just surprising. And it introduced me to Insomniac in a way that I could truly appreciate and understand what was going to happen with Spider-Man. So, yeah, Ratchet and Clank, one of my most look forward to games and one of my most surprising franchises ever got a chance to play. Incredible franchise. They they brought me in on Up Your Arsenal just because of the name of the title alone, Up Your Arsenal. I was like, that's perfect. They're always clever. Beautiful game. (laughs) My number one is a visual novel that was 60 hours long with some RTSO. Everything that I shouldn't love, like, it just doesn't connect with me. I've never been a visual novel guy. RTS I like, but like Todd was talking about, it was more of like the old school Command and Conquer, Age of Empires. Um, it was 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Like, something about the sci-fi elements, the way that story twisted and turned and the revelations and the references to alien and robocop and terminator and it's anime and it's a visual novel and it's 60 hours long that just incredible game like nothing about this game nothing outside of the anime elements and sci-fi everything else about this game i should have absolutely bailed out at 10 hours i did not I played that game every night for hours on end, wanting to see where that story went. Wanting to see, like, it doesn't have any... It's got minor RPG elements. The RTS is, you know, decent and pretty fun. But it was the visual novel that pulled me in so far. Um, You know, and it's an incredible beast, like, to go through that game and to sit there and for 50, 60 hours and go through that story. That's a beast of a story. And oh, yeah. they did such an incredible job keeping you interested that my number one is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Like, nothing about that game. And to how much love I walk away for that game and that studio and went back on the Vita and played Odin Sphere, like, for that reason. Like, had started Odin Sphere before, but went back and played it too full because of that game. That's, that's how powerful that game was. So nice. that is my number one. Any other also runs we got this week? That was dope. That was dope. Will, did you ever get a chance to play that game, 13 Sentinels? I didn't. Um, and, and 
exactly as he described it, that wouldn't normally be something that I would be interested in. So now I'm like, oh, damn, maybe I need to give that one a shot, you know? Yeah, yeah me too, man. I had to look up the cover, though. And it does, I mean, it's got anime booty shorts and schoolgirls. So, like, I get it's that. It's definitely like, got the make, tropes. Not, it all makes it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. Um, but, I mean, I really <laughs> didn't have a lot of also runs. But it was a game, like, that kind of is near Automata was a surprise to me. Yeah. That's, like, a big vacuum as far as, like, to encompass all surprising games for me. Like, I, I've heard how great it was, but it was one of those games that I was. you have to play it in order to, like, experience what a masterpiece it is and how much of a surprise masterpiece that, that video game was to me. So, uh, you know. But most games that I fuck with, like I'm, a, I have a general idea that I'm gonna enjoy them for one reason or the other. To be honest, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of surprise games, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got as far as that's concerned, my friends. Yeah, the only other one that I had really was the Spyro series. Spyro being kind of a surprise one for myself, um, you know, and then some of the kind of like one-offs, like games that I thought were going to be terrible that turned out to be pretty good, but like Mega Man 7, because I'd heard so much hate about that one in the Mega Man series, and when I finally got to playing it, it was a lot of fun. And then just kind of like, this one didn't surprise me I loved it. I think what surprised me is how much I loved it was Bioshock 2. Um, I actually oh, like Bioshock 2. It's probably one of my favorite, in this, if not my favorite game in that series. This first one for the storyline is still cool, but when you go to two and you get to play as a big brother and the combat and just the elements and the RPG elements still stick out, it's it's definitely better than Bioshock Three in my opinion. So yeah, Tim Levine was pretty salty about that one, but uh, they actually did a pretty decent job with it. So I mean, they did, like, you know. Like, and I get Ken Levine, but Ken Levine's a little bit, he's one of those perfectionists. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll always love Ken Levine for System Shock 2 and Bioshock. Like, those are incredible, some of my favorite games of all time. But he is a bit of a, a, um, I guess the best way to put it, he's a little bit uh, narcissistic. And he wants all of his messages in his games to be political. And, you know, he focuses first on the story and then second on the combat. Yeah. Yeah. Any also runs for you, Will? Um, you know, besides uh, God of War, uh, you know, the, the reboot, um, you know, that was just, I thought it, it wasn't, it, the reason why it's on my honorable mentions is because, you know, it. I, I wasn't down on the series, really. I just thought it was done. And, you know, they, they came out swinging. You know what I mean? Like, God of War just hit, you know? Um, there were some aspects of it that were a little confounded, like some of the UI and stuff uh, and the travel system and whatnot. But beyond that, it was just incredible. Absolutely. Incredible takes today. Let us know your top seven most surprising or underrated games. That's where the feeling comes in as far as also runs. That's fun. And what we love about the tribe, Will alluded to earlier, like legitimately, as you can see, tribe member on. It's been a fucking pleasure, and thank you for being on the show with us this week. Like, I can't wait to let this run back. But like you were stating, Brian, like, you know, let us know your top seven. You know, we'll flip it the next week. We'll we'll run through and and give us some more ideas, and hopefully this brought value to you. Absolutely. uh, One more thing I wanted to jump in and say real quick. God of War and Brian can vouch for this. I hate to admit this, uh, but I got emotional when he got the Blaze of Chaos. Like, I called him. You did. You're like, dude. You just gotta get there. But yeah, bro, it's that's, that's pretty much all I had to uh, to interject. My bad. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us this week in the top seven surprising games or franchises, the sexualized Cubert edition. Um, <laughs> make sure to let us know your opinions if you agree or disagree. You can hit us up at facebook.com backslash stt or skip the tutorial pod, instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, twitter at stt underscore pod, um, skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. Of course, join the tribe, uh, private Facebook group, join the Discord. Let us know your thoughts and opinions. Uh, we appreciate your time this week. And as we always do before we sign off, Will, do you want to end it with us? Yeah. As we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble.
bundle. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Y'all have Cambodia. good night, Cambodia. Good Thank night, you. Russia. Thank you to the rhinos in the world. Good night, Korea. Good night, Korea. Yeah, why not? South. Good luck to you, North. Good luck, good luck to you, North Korea. Uh,